Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Oh my God, how are you doing Australia? Jabatron here. Welcome to your Wednesday afternoon on Channel V, completely live from the bubble. If you don't have digital... Oldstar or Foxtel, for God's sakes, you're a fool. You could have been watching the shenanigans on Channel 802 that occurred around 2 o'clock this morning. Of course, we're here in a bubble, a purpose-built glass recording studio in Federation Square with the alleged band of musicians regurgitator who are from Brisbane. Uh, last night, of course, we came in through the door. This is a door we can go in and out of, but beyond that is a door that is locked down. It was locked down by a man called Peter Hellier who was sent here by Rove McManus to shut us in and start the mental agony that has begun. And so it began, banned in a bubble. Regurgitator locked in a glass box in Melbourne's CBD with bunk beds, instruments, recording equipment and Channel V's delightful alpha presenter, Jabba. The year was 2004 and the plan was that they'd stay there in front of God and everybody and live television cameras 24 hours a day until they'd recorded a new album. What could possibly go wrong? I'm Michelle Laurie, and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Jabba is now the resident film reviewer on Channel 7 Sunrise and lists mowing the lawn among his favourite pastimes. But life wasn't always as relaxed. He now understands how careful he has to be with his mental health. And even though he doesn't even live in Victoria, Melbourne's recent lockdown cycle was very triggering for Jabba. Hi, Michelle. It's Jabba here. At the risk of initiating a massive Twitter pile-on, being locked down in Melbourne, in particular in Melbourne, is a bit of a trigger for me. I had my own experience with being in lockdown in September 2004. 
uh, as part of a TV project called Band in a Bubble. I spent three weeks in uh, a confined space at Federation Square with the band Regurgitator. That was broadcast on TV 24-7. We were open to the public for people to come down and bang on the glass at four in the morning and say, wake up, you dickheads, do something funny, write a song. Um, That unfortunately left me a broken man, ended a 10-year TV gig that was a huge part of my identity, brought on major clinical depression and a nervous breakdown uh, and an identity crisis. So for anyone that's been in a situation where they've had to be in a lockdown, especially the good people of Melbourne, I have infinite admiration for their ongoing ability to cope with the challenges of that situation um, and hope that people don't have to do too much more of locking down. So what I left out is that I also had a bit of psychosis. So I actually went on the run because I'd been on camera, on CCTV cameras, which were filming us in the bubble. Um, I became obsessed with everything back in 2004. Cameras started to be everywhere. So I started trying to operate in a way where I was sticking to back roads and I didn't want to go into shops. I didn't want to appear on camera anymore. And so I kind of drove between Melbourne and Cairns repeatedly and went through about 20 sim cards back when you could just buy a sim card with 15 bucks credit on it and I used to hide them in the cisterns of motel toilets that I would hire and then after an hour of staying there decide it wasn't safe so there was an initial period there where people were really freaked out people close to me like what the hell he's gone off the deep end to me I thought it was all real I was like no I look I know what's going on Unfortunately, I have a very dear friend, Julie, who recognised what was going on and said, you know, it's all in your head. So thank God for Julie B. Um, uh, And from there, I was able to get help. So therapy and medication saved my life in that instance and then kind of transpired after being diagnosed with major clinical depression. Then a few years later, came to the realisation through diagnosis that I also suffer from anxiety. So I was like, oh, that's what that feeling is. Oh, it's not, oh, I'm getting nerves. I'm about to go on TV. It's like, oh, it's actually a thing. Depression depression was a funny thing to be diagnosed with because I thought that's wrong. I'm not depressed. I'm always happy. <laughs> so it took a little while to realise maybe being always happy is a sign that, yeah, you're actually not happy all the time. So that was quite empowering to be freed from always having to be on and be that guy and be, you know, smiley and whatever. And I was also a big pot smoker, so I was kind of always high and always, yeah, not realising that I was masking all, all these emotions. So that was useful. Medication for that was useful. Meeting my wife was, you know, a huge turning point for me, my, my second wife, Melissa. And then with anxiety, that has been so liberating to have a handle on all these ways that I behave that are unreasonable for other people that I never understood. What What is this? Why do... Okay, I've stopped breathing, so that's not going to help things. And I'm now obsessing over... The big thing for me, I think, is FOMO, is this fear of deprivation and, and missing out. And so I would worry that I'm going to miss out on a car park. I worry that I'm going to miss out on the special at the restaurant. I worry that I miss out on the last ice cream at the shop. Like, you worry about missing out on stuff that is just so weirdly intangible and it takes a real, you know, conscious effort to go, if you miss out on that flavour of ice cream, maybe have another ice cream. If you can't park the car, maybe you can park a block away and walk. If you get there and there are no seats at the restaurant, there's probably another restaurant. If you miss that flight, 
there'll probably be another flight. So it takes a lot of mental um, uh, effort to to remind yourself, oh, oh my God, they're going to sell out of gay times. <laughs> oh, we'll have a Cornetto. The most useful thing for me, particularly with anxiety, was therapy. Uh, I had an amazing psychiatrist that I saw weekly. He'd also seen my mum, so that was quite helpful. Uh, He didn't divulge too much about her. She didn't see him for very long, but he was tremendous. He had experience in... He was actually the partner of someone who worked in broadcasting. Um, He would fall asleep sometimes during our sessions, which was a little disconcerting. But I also found it interesting that in this industry where you try and find a gig and get paid to talk, that you still have to pay someone to listen. And he wasn't cheap, but thank God there's a Medicare safety net. And thank God he was someone who knew that there's a certain amount of 200 hours or whatever of hearing yourself drone on and on about that time or this time or how you're feeling, that you really have that clarity about, okay, these are my core issues. These are the triggers. How do I recognize a trigger is happening or about to happen? How do I deal with that? Avoid that? So yeah, eight eight years of seeing him weekly was an absolute godsend. And I feel badly for people that want to reach out and get that kind of help. And maybe as a result of what's been going on, those services are stretched to the limit because ultimately for me, that was the greatest thing that I've probably ever done. So my therapist was aware of lots of dissociative behaviour that I was a fan of, from video games to uh, pokies to substances to whatever I could do to avoid feeling anything. He was pretty across all my tricks. And his one bit of advice for eight years that I completely ignored at my own peril was to exercise. He would say... All I can say is you should go and exercise. And I'd leave his place and I'd go and have a big meal somewhere and sometimes I'd go play the pokies and sometimes I'd go to JB Hi-Fi and buy buy a new Xbox game. And in those few instances where I did go, oh, I'm so enthused, George, thank you. Uh, I'm going to go to the pool and swim laps. I had this clear-headedness for a few hours afterwards. Oh, wow, this is amazing. And then could never sustain off my own bat staying in that zone of regular exercise, whether it was swimming, walking, whatever. And and fortunately, that's been able to change. Uh, I've had a good GP that put me onto a good physio who put me onto a great trainer. And the best thing that Rod, this guy that I see now, he shouts, breathe. <laughs> and that's the best advice because I'm just not a breather. So when Rod goes, right, we're doing this or that, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, he'll go, breathe. I'll be like, all right, breathe. That's, yep, good, good, breathe. Remember that. <laughs> I'm not sure that I am a bastion of good habits. I really rely on coffee in the morning to get me going. And unfortunately, that I think brings on anxiety. (laughs) I probably shouldn't drink coffee. But I do tend to wake up and immediately need to crank the pods in the machine right off the bat. And then I crack open the iPad and do some Sudoku and read the news. And I don't know that this is the most constructive habit for me. To be honest, I where I live is on, on the Sunshine Coast. I'm surrounded by nature. Uh, my wife's good at getting up and, and 
looking at the trees and I think that's something that I really need to get into because I try and immerse myself in the happenings of the world to see if the world's ended. I guess it's my version of doom scrolling. And there's, there's, there's never anything that I go, oh, thank God I woke up and that was the first thing I did was read that. It's all like, oh, that's really just not that different from last yesterday's news or the news last night or whatever. So I think that's a bad habit I've developed. As for good habits, when I go to the gym, I'm always on a bit of a high after that. Walking the dog, that's all right. Yeah, I don't know that I've really mastered good, helpful tips for people, you know, in a daily sense. I'm sorry. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.